They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. Ladies and gentlemen, one night only, it's the Joe Cockers. Here come old flat top, he got grooving up slowly, he got juju eyeballs, he got holy roller, he got hell down to his knees. Got to be a joker, he just do what he please. Oh, yeah. I pulled the tonsil. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you had. Did you see the Joe Cockers the last time they were in town? They are amazing. They are Those really guys rock. good. Really good. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us on your favorite podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we exchange two pieces of life changing advice and we squeeze them into about 30 minutes. Yeah, we're pretty excited about today's show. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to our guests here in just a second, but this particular episode is sponsored by NBC's Peacock. Mm-hmm. That's the new streaming service from NBC, you know, all it's the universal. Favorite. It's my favorite streaming service. There's no Joe Cocker specials on there. Oh. <laughs> They've got thousands of movies you want to watch, you know, Park and Recreation, Little Friday Night Lights, you know, it's up to you. What NBC's Peacock. What would you do <laughs> if I sang out of tune? That's on Netflix. Oh, sorry. Damn it. They're not sponsoring us this week. Damn it. Listen, uh, this podcast is a great way to get some free, mm-hmm. some free weekly leadership nuggets. But if you want the full experience, the full customized, uh, the customized, you can say it, make up words. <laughs> it's the full customized appearance uh, uh, experience that we have, which we offer. Listen, it's certified rock star. Mm-hmm. And this is where we come and we take a half day, maybe a full day, even multi-day, maybe even a mastermind we have all kinds of versions of this where we help organizations amp up their company culture, the service they provide, connect to those organizational values. What do we bring to the table? What is my unique contribution that I can make? And that is what uh, Certified Rockstar is all about. We can come to you or we even have it virtual because let's face it, over the next little bit here, we're going to be uh, doing some mm-hmm. zoom-a-zoom-zoom. <laughs> I got what you did there. Did you get what I, I did saw. there? Yeah. So if you are interested in learning more, go to certifiedrockstar.com. Shoot us an email, please. I love that it's both personal and professional development. It is. That's the thing. And so if people are looking for some music-orientated stuff. You it's know, processional. Honestly, it's what? Processional. Wow. Since we're making up words. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Word Makeup. Listen, as always, if you like the show, and we hope that you do, do us a favor. Just take a second to give us a five-star rating and a review. Believe it or not, every time somebody does that, it means not only something to us, yep. it actually grows the show. When we can put more eyeballs in the thing, we yep. can give more money to who? Well, I was going to say you could leave a review like a musical. Since we're right, we're still making up words for personalization all day long. (laughs) That's right. My favorite podcastical people. Yes. Uh, You're not going to do that the whole episode, are you? Uh, Well, maybe. (laughs) 
it depends on, on how badly I want to ruin it. Uh, you know, listen, the work we do here goes to support Cannonball Kids Cancer. We talk about mm-hmm. it all the time. They do amazing work. They fund options for kids who've run out of options. Um, that's what it's all about. They are in the thick of the battle against pediatric cancer. We want you to know about them. We want you to get involved in whatever way you possibly can. Uh, the best way to figure that out is to go visit them online at cannonballkidscancer.org. Yeah, .org. That's yep. an important point. Listen, we know how busy you are, too. Super busy, and Jim. stepping away to just get a little bit of a leadership nugget, we yep. like to say, to, to make your life better, to amp mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. We get it. That is hard to come by, which is why it doesn't really matter what you're doing right now. No, you could not. be, I don't know, translating a catcher in the rye into Portuguese. Oh, Maybe you're making tuna noodle casserole with Velveeta cheese. Oh, my God. This is awful. Maybe you're scrapbooking old articles about Balloon Boy. <laughs> I got paper cut. It doesn't really matter to us. We want to be the 30 minutes that you've been looking forward to all week. Do it. Well, <laughs> Our guest today is a hospitality industry leader, Mr. Eric Bayless, who is the owner of the Chicago-based restaurant group called Big Onion Hospitality, which is known for their creative concepts and their exceptional food. But, you know, we also know him as a great philanthropist, and we're going to get into that. But, man, he's just a, really a great guy, and uh, and Brant and I had a chance to meet him earlier this year. First off, Eric, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Thank you guys for having me, man. Really excited to uh, to be on the show. Love listening to you guys. And uh, as I said, it's a pleasure to be uh, to be on the show. Yeah, for us to have you too, man. It's uh, it's great. And I'll tell you again, I grew up in the in the uh, hospitality, the restaurant industry. So, you know, I love a lot of the things that you're doing now. Just, uh, you know, everybody will definitely be able to check out your entire bio. We'll have that in the show notes, obviously, and, and people can scroll through that. But I did pick out a couple of things I thought would be cool. First off, you know, just knowing that you're a board member for the Illinois Restaurant Association and you're constantly pushing for change and improvements to legislation. Um, I know that you sit on several Chicago neighborhood boards as well and, you know, just helping shape things uh, from a from a local perspective. Um, but this is the cool part. You know, founder and president of the nonprofit organization Never Had a Bad Day Foundation. We're definitely going to talk about that, yeah. which provides grants to families undergoing pediatric cancer treatment, which is really how we met him uh, through Cannibal Kids Cancer. I, everybody knows that that's who we sponsor and support here on the show. And we had a chance to hang out with them really just before the uh, COVID-19 sort of lockdown. And they had a really, really, really great um, event that uh, the three of us met there. And uh, Brant, you know, he's uh, he's a big personality with a big heart, man. We just fell in love with this dude. So we're, yeah. we're so thankful that you're here, man. And, you know, I think since you're a fan of the show, you know how it goes. We don't do this traditional long format of a podcast where we're going to talk about everything we can in an hour and a half hours is fairly short we just want to get the best piece of advice you've ever been given or that you want to give so we're going to leave the floor open to you my friend what is your thought that rocks thoughts that rock number one so my thought that rocks really is that you have the choice to live your life choose to never have a bad day hmm um have you ever had a bad day? I'll, I'll get into that. Um, it's really, it's really. Can I give you some of mine? <laughs> <laughs> Can we swap? Go fish. Well, this, uh, this, 
situation we're living in right now. I'll get into that a little bit later too, but yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's all perspective. But um, I, I mean, although I was given this advice at, I, I guess it was at an early age. I always said, someone asked me, how's my day going? I always respond with, I never had a bad day. Hmm. Uh, but to really, to really be honest, I never really lived it. I, I never really truly believed in it or breathed it. I just said it. Hmm. Uh, I went through school. I mean, I still don't ever consider myself the smartest person in the room, but um, I, I did it fair so well in the grades department. Um, <laughs> I I was thinking about it when I was um, kind of thinking about school, and, and I can't ever remember getting an A. Uh, so that was that was uh, it was school was not my um, was was not my expertise. So uh, um, I really blamed everything on other things, whether it not be not having a dad, be not uh, starting life on second base, whether it be, and I really, looking back, I really thought just so negatively, just all growing up. And the only time that I was positive during my whole teenage years was during sports. Hmm. And I just refused to lose. I went into, whether it be football or wrestling, I went to every wrestling match thinking there's no way I could lose. I thought about winning always. I thought about getting my hand raised. I thought about what I wanted out of that and how could I get it? Mm. And it was funny because that was the only time looking back was the only time I was positive. The only time that I was happy, right. I mean, you guys can kind of see what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. It's, there's really no limit to what I could do. Fast forward. I mean, I was able to go to college mainly because of sports and and, uh, through, through college. And in my early twenties, it was just the same, the same drum being beat. It was, I was saying I've never had a bad day in my life, but, I truly wasn't living it. I mean, after going to college for five plus years, uh, um, I'm not a doctor and, and I, <laughs> I actually never graduated, but after dropping out of college, I continued to live the same way for the next three or four years. Um, then I guess, I mean, this, this show has been great cause I kind of sat back and thought of how, how this advice really did change me. And I know it did, but I never, completely laid it out in front of me, if that makes sense. And it, it really is helpful. And I want to give that advice to, to what it really did. Well, I hit rock bottom in the, in my twenties. I really did. I hit rock bottom to where I quit my job. I was in the service industry my whole life. I quit my job. I was dumped in a relationship um, that there was a long relationship, you know, the one, that we all have, right? Yes. <laughs> Where my, my heart's broken and vice versa. And then, then I was, I was uh, diagnosed with cancer as well. So it, it was, it was a rough month. It, it was, mm. it was really a rough month. And, and I remember waking up and I literally looked in the mirror and, and I'm sitting there brushing my teeth. I looked in the mirror and I dropped my toothbrush. I mean, literally, I remember this. I, I, I will change my whole life. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, you say you never had a bad day to everyone over and over and over. Have you ever had a good day? <laughs> right. Have, have you, do you really believe that? What, what really, why do you really keep saying that if it's not the truth? Right. And, and, and from there, my, from there on my life literally changed. I know it sounds crazy, but that second my life changed. I mean, that time I spent looking in the mirror I gained sort of a, how do you, how do you say, like a self-confidence. I started believing in myself. And I know it sounds crazy to you right away, but I started thinking about life as I used to think about winning as a wrestling. I mean, I think it's a good way to put it. Again, with that refuse to lose attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when, 
when I get a lazier negative thought in my head now, I just I just say like like shut up, just stop thinking like that. That was the old you. You have to stand up to those negative voices in your head. I mean, your inner dialogue it really determines your 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 quality of life, if you will. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't believe in yourself, right? It, it's how how are you going to do anything? And and most the, the the biggest advice that I think I can give is that there's certain things these negative things are out of your control. I, I mean, any goal that you have, you have to want it, right? And the bad things that happen to you, they're already in the past, right? We, we have to take them as almost experience, and have to take them as what we can what we can learn from them. So from there, I mean, I, I started thinking of of what I wanted, and not just what I wanted, but how I was going to get it. Just like I did in wrestling, whether whether it was losing weight, whether it was making making a ton of money, whether it was creating an awesome relationship. I, I mean, whether it was no, no matter what it was, it was just, what do I want making that goal? And how the hell am I going to get it? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, how am I going to get healthy? How am I going to find a better job? How am I going to find a job at that point? Right. <laughs> how, how am I going to find a better relationship? How, how am I, how am I going to be a better person? And that's what really mattered to me was just being a better person. And ultimately I found out that being a better person, it's, it's awesome, man. It, it's it's the most rewarding thing in the world because I think I've lived both sides. Not that I was the worst person, but just one day I woke up and said, I'm going to change. It's not going to take months. It's going to be right now. And, and I slip here and there and I still do. But the more you develop a habit, like anyone says, I mean, you can listen to any any speaker or anyone that's been successful. It's, it's just developing those good habits. Yeah. Um, and. and it, it, it was just crazy, but things started to happen from that day forward, guys. Like it, it was, it was bizarre <laughs> thinking about it and people listening right now. I hope there's some people that are in that situation. Like they listen to motivational speakers and they listen to your guys, awesome shows and they listen to all these awesome people on there. But the one thing I want them to, to, to realize is start it right. Start it right now. Yeah. <laughs> start being positive written. Not like I'm going to lose weight. Don't wait till Monday. Right. Don't, don't just stop right now. Start right now. Look in the mirror and tell yourself everything you want to be. And it's it really just starts to happen. I mean, I would just make one goal after and and, and the goal would get hit thinking like this. And then I would make another goal yeah. and make another goal and it would get hit and then another goal and, and breaking it down in order to never have a bad day. It takes constantly staying positive and, and constantly thinking of things you can control. So what you're saying is I should put down this piece of Chicago style pizza that I see in my hand right now. <laughs> yes. If that's, yes. If, if that's a goal, if that's a goal, that's not a bad day. That's not a bad no, day. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely, uh, I, I mean, you can go back and it, 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 I see a lot of uh, motivational speakers and I, I speak at a lot of events now and I know you guys, so I love listening to you guys. And a lot of it to me ties together. It's, it, but it, the backbone of it really is that being positive and believing in yourself. Yeah. I think a lot of co- life coaches, if you will, um, where the successful ones from the unsuccessful life coaches even are the ones that, that have to like, everyone's built differently. Right. And what makes someone believe in themselves to me, it was literally looking in the mirror yeah. and I challenge everyone out there to take, just take five minutes. It's a long, long time. Five minutes. Look in the mirror, and don't talk about anyone else except yourself to yourself. Yeah. And I, I challenge a few people. Most people won't do it. But um, what happens is they they usually cry, they laugh, 
they they look at the clock and say, Jesus, is there only one minute yet? <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's uh, kind of funny, but it, it really changes. Um, I was reading a uh, that rereading the power of positive thinking. Um, yeah. and, and that, that book is, it's amazing. And it literally talks about how, how you could be successful if you get your brain to think positively the majority of the time. Right. Yeah. A- and I couldn't agree with that statement more. Um, then I, I go into looking at doc Sloan and Brian Tracy and all those guys, and they really break it down into points. I mean, I, there's five quick points I'll go over. It's, it's most people can't be positive and they don't find success mainly because it never occurs that they can be positive. I mean, I grew up in a rough area. I, I didn't realize people were, we just complained about this person being a Republican or this person being that, or that person being rich and that person um, living on the main line out in Philly and that person. And we just complain, complain, complain. Then when I got to college, I realized, wow, I'm friends with people that actually are, positive people right it took me almost that long to realize that so that's one um, number two is people never decide never decide to as brian tracy always says they never decide that that's what they want um i never really did i said it i I fake the funk if you will right yeah uh fake it till you make it i guess that's kind of what i did in in a way but i think i fake it till i decided to make it (laughs) And, and that's really what it is you you have to decide to make it um, three, three is just procrastinating it is, is you, you can't put things off. If you want something, you got to start right now. As we just talked about it, mean, hopefully you put that piece of pizza down, right? <laughs> if, if that's your goal of losing weight, <laughs> it's, it's really goes back to do the thing. It's, I, I don't really believe the, the old adage of, um, as they say, find something you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. Um, find something that you love to do and, They'll be more positive than negative, right? Yeah. I do everything I don't like to do about my job on Monday mornings. Um, I, I not try to knock them out right away. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so as I said, it never occurs to you to you never decide to do it through your procrastinate for delayed gratification, which I think is kind of the biggest issue with people today is, is that they they don't want to eat hot dogs today to have steak tomorrow. I guess they say right. It's it, it's really that you have to put the time in now and it it won't help until later. And that's the big thing about positivity is that yes, there are going to be things that come to you. Yes, there are some bad occurrences, but right now you have to get through it to make sure your brain is thinking positive and and retraining your brain. So then later it's going to be all positive. And and the last one is that it's, I I mean, uh, Brian Tracy calls it the, the law of accumulation. Um, the law of accumulation is, is really that everything counts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I look at it as life is almost a ledger. I, I talk to um, my employees and I talk to my friends. And I talk to them in networking groups all the time and just say, like, nobody just wakes up and, and says, I want to be a bad person. <laughs> right? No one just wakes right. up and says, but it happened to me. I, I was sitting down in Arizona in college and I'm like, how the F did I get here? <laughs> like I, I don't have any money. I'm failing out of school. I'm telling people back home I'm doing great. I, I don't really have a family, but I tell everyone I never had a bad day when I'm the most negative person. Like it's, how did I get here? And I, I trace it back to all those little decisions. Yeah. And, and that day I looked in the mirror, I said, everything changed right away, but it was every little decision moving forward that, that I tried to make sure is, is a good one. And, those five things that, I mean, you start to do it and it, it, it just works. It, it's it, to me, it's almost 
I always tell people, man, if I was good looking and started on second base, I, I would run this country. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's why I was asking at the very beginning, you know, had you ever had a bad day? But I mean, obviously what happens is like for you, it was maybe an epiphany and, and you sound like you are a voracious reader and you study other people that are very positive. Um, I, I'm probably a product of Norman Vincent Peale. I love that power of positive thinking. I think when you think positively, like what you're talking about, Eric, I think really, you know, awesomeness occurs. And we actually know people like that, that have been on the show. Brett Culp is mm -hmm. like that. Tommy mm -hmm. Spaulding is like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, I've gone through a, a time where I probably had some negative people in my life, you know, mostly in business more than anything else. And although, they were there for a short period of time. I did take that advice that you were given by somebody else. I just decided, you know what? I'm cutting them out. I, you know, life is too short to get mired down in negativity. And I just chose to, to rise above it. So I'm with you on that. And I know you live your life like this as well, Brian. It's just, we've, you know, yes, we've had bad days and maybe that leads also to our, our thought. But, you know, I think if you come with this mindset, today's going to rock. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to get started. You know, ten, you know, more, more things than not tend to be very positive and, and very productive. So I, I love that mentality. It, what, I have a quick question for you. I mean, when you say you drop, like that's probably my biggest struggle right now would be really that when I see people that are being negative rather than drop them out of my life right away, <laughs> I try to change them. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and that's, that's been, that's why I, I kind of challenge you got your question for you guys kind of is, is when do you determine if you're trying to help them or trying to just drop them out of your life? Cause, cause I definitely, that's probably what I would say that I is one of my weaknesses right now is that I spend a lot of time with negative people trying to show it because although no one really pushed me to it, I mean, I think subliminally probably they did along the way. And yeah, and I, I really feel like shit. If no one, no one took the time to believe in me. If, if coach Smith from, from grade school that, <laughs> that my boarding school didn't, really believe in me and tell me that he believed in me, where would I be? Right. So yeah. Yeah. That back. I think it's, it's, it's kind of weird to look at. Go ahead. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that you have to sort of, you have to figure out what matters most to you first. Right. And, and so for me, I had to remove my happiness from any sort of an outcome. Right. You, you don't control outcomes. We don't control outcomes. That's, that's not how the science works. We only control the deliberate intention that goes into making a decision. And so we can make a decision and hopefully we make a decision that's based in our values and it takes into account all the facts we can get and, and it honors what we feel in the moment. And if we can do those three things, then I believe we've made a good decision regardless of the outcome. But the minute you start to allow an outcome to factor into whether or not you feel like you're, you're, sensing any sort of fulfillment by helping somebody, you're walking down a, a very dangerous path because you don't control the outcomes. And so what I would say is if you are going to invest into someone and, and try to get them to see the light, um, that's fine, but honor those things that matter most to you, but don't, don't judge whether or not it's been successful based on their response or, or how they walk away with something, because that's not what it's about. You can't control that outcome. Uh, all you can do is honor the things that matter most to you. And so as long as you do that, it puts yourself in a really good spot. But the real challenge comes, and really this is where our, our, our thought comes in this yeah. week, right? And, and our thought comes from Flannery O'Connor, who I thought was just uh, a drunken uh, Irishman. But, uh, He's more than that, Brant. <laughs> she, uh, she is more she than is that. Yes. <laughs> I, I love her stuff. Mary, Huge fan. Mary Flannery O'Connor, but she goes by Flannery. 
those that know her. Anyways, Jim. Um, <laughs> One of my favorite Italians. Yes. And so our thought this week is this. Thoughts that rock number two. Uh, the truth does not change according to our ability to stomach it. And I love this thought. And this is this is part of, yeah. uh, of where um, I guess my question is, Eric, for you as well, is that, look, there can be just dog shit things that happen to people. I mean, just, you know, what are you going to do with it? The day that, that our son gets diagnosed with cancer, you know, that, that um, you, you can't argue that it's not an awful circumstance, but in, uh, this, you know, the truth does not change uh, according to our ability to stomach it. How do you reconcile the things it's, that you can't put that positive spin on? Yeah, that, that's a, a great, great point. And, and as you said, I mean, you can't deny bad things happen. People, people pass away. People are diagnosed as your story or my story. Sure. Um, with horrible things, it's definitely true. But, but to me, it, it's out of your control. It's really, it's, yes, it's, it's okay to cry. Yes. It's yeah. okay to go into the garage and hit the punching bag. It's, it's okay to do those things. But to, to me, I mean, a great example would be what I'm going through right now. I had, to, I mean, my employee, I, I own restaurants, as you mentioned, and I have numerous restaurants and I lay off, I had to furlough hundreds and hundreds of uh, yeah. friends, hun- hundreds yeah. of friends. I mean, people say, oh, they're employees. I mean, I get very aggravated when they call them employees because most of them have worked for me three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years um, since since I've opened my first place, and it was one of the toughest things that I, personally that I've done. It was just as just as tough as a few funerals that I've been to. I, mm-hmm. I mean, but but me pers- personally, I, I mean, what am, what am I going to do from from that point? I remember being I was in, moved to tears when I had to talk to them. I tried to call as many individually as I could after. I announced it. I, I mean, a, a lot of these people didn't know how to get unemployment or they were scared. So I helped and I didn't know either. So I did the research and helped them through it. Um, I, I've helped with the legislature with, with the PPP loans. I, I've helped do do a bunch of things. What can I do? Sure. But most importantly, you got to look at the most successful businesses and or careers have started during a recession. Why? Why? Why is that? It's because when things are worse, you're forced to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. You're forced to think about it. I, I mean, think about every every bad situation you've been in. Yep. You're forced to do things that you normally would just take for granted, right? And it, it's it's just like the five steps we just talked about. You really just have to know you can get through it, and it's very very difficult. But what have we any of us done in our lives that was worth a shit that yeah. it weren't difficult, right? So so it's really I think that that's really the I love that quote as well. But it's really just looking at it into a positive light, no matter how hard it is, and remembering that you can get something positive out of this. Uh, and as I said, you're forced to focus more. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think that um, you know you're right. We can't control maybe necessarily the circumstance, but we can most certainly control our response to to something bad that happens. And, and that's where it gets pretty tricky, right? I mean, that's the, I, I used to try to live my life by the golden rule for, for years, um, treating others as I'd want to be treated. But then, then it wasn't until I was in my forties that I realized that that's, that's horrible advice. Um, yeah. uh, and, and you've got to treat people how they want to be treated and, yeah. and by respecting that and, and honoring that, I mean, it really helps guide sort of some of those decisions. Uh, there's a, um, 
you know, a song that, uh, that big kettle drum that we wrote years ago called let me be that, that talks about, you know, when, when this happened with our son and everyone around us was, was trying to be positive and doing all those things. And that's, it's great. And we appreciated it, but there comes a point that for myself, I just wanted to say, shut the up. I, I don't want to hear it yeah. anymore. I, I, you know what I mean? It's out of my control. I can't do anything about it. I can do, I can, I can try to put on a happy face, but the truth is what I really want from you is to shut up and stand next to me and just let me know you're here. Mm -hmm. That's it. I don't want to know your magic potion. I don't want to know what you think is going to happen or why this happened or not. All I want to know is that you're there if I need you and, and, and just walk beside me and let me be. That's it. And, and I think it's really it's tough, right? I think human nature is we want to say the right thing. We want to make somebody feel better. We want to, to do those things. And when somebody is facing a truth that is, that is incredibly difficult, um, it's taken me years to, to train myself to not try to fix something that is not for me to fix. (laughs) Um, and, and to just be able to sit and say, I'm here, you're not alone. I'm, I'm going to continue to let you know that I'm next to you. Um, and if you need me just say the word, but I'm not going to force myself on you or what I think you need in this moment. And I think that that's even in the scenario that you're facing now with the furloughs and everything. I mean, that's, that's, that's sort of the position that you're in. You just have to sort of let them know that you're there and you're going to do everything you can, but but a lot of this situation that's right happening right now is just out of your hands until it's not. And then yep. when you have some choices that we can make, you know, um, you make those choices and, and you move forward, but it's, it's pretty hard. It, you know, the, I, this idea that the truth doesn't change, um, according to our ability to stomach it is, I guess you can look at that from both sides. You can look at it from a glass half full, or you can look at it from a glass half, half empty. Yeah. Um, and there was a time in my life, which I'm sure you've experienced as well in your twenties. And as you got diagnosed yourself as, you know, it's easy to, it, it's much easier to take that glass half empty type scenario and focus on the fact that the truth doesn't change. Um, as opposed to looking at how you're going to stomach it, right? I mean, those are the two parts to that to that thought yeah. is that you can focus on the truth not being able to change or you can focus on your ability to stomach it. And I think that's where, where the line gets drawn. And I spent many years, um, uh, you know, when, when our son got diagnosed, I spent many years in that the, the truth can't change. Um, part, which is just an awful place to be. It's a, it, nobody wants to be around you. Hell, I didn't want to be around myself. I mean, it, it was one of those scenarios that you, you have to choose, right? You have to choose to find that light. Um, and, and if there isn't light, you have to kick the shit out of the darkness until it bleeds. Right. I mean, and that's, that's yeah. ultimately what, what you have to do. And so, uh, yeah, I, it is one of those deals that I think we have to, h- how have you, when, when you are confronted with an unquestionably bad scenario, how have you got yourself to, to stomach it beyond just telling yourself, I'm going to choose to have a good day? How have you actually been able to do it? And, and that's a, a great point. It's really sitting down and, and trying, like you say, it's not figuring it out. It's where am I going to go from here? And, and I, I guess, I mean, what you said, it's really good points. I mean, sometimes you're saying things from looking back. I mean, that just made me think of 
exactly what I did at certain points. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's it. I have a refuse to lose attitude, but you're right. Sometimes, sometimes things, it's not just how I stomach it, that I can stomach it better. It's coming, coming back with, with a fist of fury, if you will. I mean, coming back with what, what am I going to do because of this situation? I mean, whether, whether it's sick, I, I'm going to appreciate every single second I have. Right. I'm going to, yeah. if, if, I get the worst news in a little bit. I get the worst news. You, you, you know those appointments that we went to and everything, and the the waiting. I mean, I'm a firm believer that that waiting and, and that the process of everything of being sick is really what what deteriorates and kills people more than anything. Yeah, it's it's just that process of thinking and the waiting period and all that. And, and even with with the non for profit now, I see people that, as you said, you want to be by their side. You can't make decisions for them or tell them how to think. Back to me personally, it's it's a tough tough to tough to explain exactly the feeling, but I know that I'm going to appreciate everything along the way. I mean, if they told me that I had five days left, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to say that yeah. I can stomach it better than anyone. Yeah. But I'll be damned if I don't have I don't have a great time smiling for each of those hours. Yeah. Um, I, I think one thing that I can say that makes the situation a little bit different is. The hardest thing, again, that I've been through and in, in, probably in my life is what I'm going through right now. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's not me. I'm not the center point. Yeah. It, and that's the biggest thing. And same with your situation. It was you're not the center point. And that's where it's like F you to everyone. Like this, yeah. <laughs> right? It's, yeah. it's give this give this to me. Well, give this to me. And, and that's – I think we – That kind of answers it in, in a roundabout way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that – so I'm reminded of – uh, one of our previous guests, Allie Trowbridge, who is is just a brilliant young woman who is killing it right now and just doing so well. She's an author. She's got a, uh, a company called Meet Copper, which is a online book club um, that is launching. And uh, her her advice, and I think this really fits right here, even thinking through what we're talking about, is sometimes we put so much pressure on doing the perfect thing, on finding that perfect answer, and and what do we, what is the perfect way to respond to something like this? And her her advice was, don't focus on that, focus on the next right thing. Mm-hmm. Don't put don't put so much yeah. pressure to make that perfect choice that's going to meet the need in that moment. If you can't figure that out, it's okay. Do the next right thing. What comes next after that and make that choice to do that thing. And at least you're moving forward. And I think that's when you, when you're, you don't have a perfect answer to what's going on right now, because you didn't cause this. This is something that you are responding to and there is no perfect answer, but that doesn't mean you don't, make a choice it means what's the next right thing you can do so if you can't just hire back hundreds of employees what's the next right thing that you can do in that scenario i think jim that's that's ultimately where i i find at least myself right now Mm -hmm. uh, you know we've lost every speaking gig for the foreseeable future yeah you know that doesn't mean that we stop trying What's the next right thing we can do? Does that mean that we make a choice to up our game virtually so that we have a, you know, maybe a little nicer setup or we're approaching it in a different way? Well, we can't just snap our fingers and say live events are going to be back in October. Mm -hmm. Who the hell knows what's going to be here in October? Um, So what's the next 
right thing we can do. And that's just making choices within our control now that keeps us moving forward. Yeah. And it connects the two thoughts because you're also still staying extremely positive, as positive as you can be. I mean, these are, these are definitely crappy days. I mean, first off, I can tell you, I, I've not, I've not experienced the types of things really that both of you have. I mean, whether you're, you're getting cancer, you're having to let people go in your business, you know, what brand you and your family have gone through, you know, I've lost friends, I've lost pets, I've gone through a divorce, I've had projects canceled. Um, But now even in my own world, when I'm actually standing on stage, and I see that maybe somebody isn't resonating with me, or let's say, we're trying to do these webinars or virtual keynote, and some piece of technology breaks down, you know, that's, that's the extent of my drama. And in some way, I go, I guess I'm a little bit lucky that I haven't had something really major yet happen, but I think the purpose, really the purpose of the podcast, things like this, where you learn through stories, I learned through both of you that at some point it's going to happen to me, right? I, I think once again, it's this whole things either happen to you or for you. And, and in my mind, I go, this, these are learning experiences. Some of them are me, my own observations, but a lot of them are through people like my buddies, like you guys, that I'm going to be stronger when the future obstacle, the future problem, the drama, whatever it is, it's going to occur. But, you know, it's still somebody's perception. It's still somebody's truth. If I'm not if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing on stage and it doesn't resonate with them, they're not wrong. I just can't let that get inside my head. I still have to have the idea of I'm in control of my response. I'm going to be positive And, um... You know, you said it best, Eric, you can't do anything about the past. You know, one of my favorite Chinese proverbs is, you know, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The best, you know, the second best time is today. You can't do jack about the past, right? It's already coming on, but you can absolutely determine your own mentality, your own actions, your behavior. Who do you want to spend time with? Where do you want to spend your money? And again, this comes back to you. I think even with all this stuff that's going on, just knowing how you are in your heart and the fact that you donate so much of what you do to other people who are less fortunate just says a lot about your spirit and your soul. And uh, again, I just appreciate you. I I think I'm just looking at both of these thoughts saying this is, yeah, we want to be positive, but people are going through a lot of garbage right now. And if they can still just see the light, man, they're going to come out the other side and be positive knowing it it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It is, but you get to, you get to control and choose once again, your own response. No, and that's that's an, another great point. But but I think it's also I'll, I'll kind of wanted to stop you right in the middle there when it's like you haven't went through things that we have. I know but what you mean. It's it's all it's all relative, right? It's all. I mean, when I when I listened to Grant speak, I mean, not only what was I emotional thinking that I thought the same exact thing to myself. Like, man, I haven't been through anything like that. <laughs> I, I mean, I I, I I can't tell you that I've. I've hugged my boys so much tighter every morning. And that's not an exaggeration. Every yeah. morning I think about that speech. I, I played it to all my employees. I have, and, but it's, but it's all relative, right? It's all, I mean, if the worst thing you went through is X and ours is Y, you can't really compare them inside your head. And, and you're right. That's probably the most difficult thing for people to think, to, to realize is that everyone thinks differently. I, I mean, why do you get mad at someone? It's you get mad at them because you think they think like you, right? right? Like that's, that's right. why. And it's, and that's why it's really, you're right there. There is no answer. You just have to move forward. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the answer as we go that there, 
there is no answer. You have to move forward and realize everyone's different and it's not your job to necessarily make all them think like you. It's really to make them think like them and get to the same conclusion as you. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it's, awesome. It's, yeah. It's what's, interesting. What's the best way, Eric, that people can stay in touch with you and, and grab some of this positivity that I think we all need right now. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the best way for them to stay in touch with you? Uh, through yeah. Some- all social media platforms. I, I mean, Facebooking, uh, Eric, E R I K. Yeah. My last name is Bayless, B A Y L I S. I mean, obviously you guys can look at my bio at Eric Bayless is my Instagram handle. Yep. Um, pretty, pretty easy. All, all my information is on there. So, not very difficult to get a hold of me. Um, I'm generally able to get back to someone. I always try to say within 24 hours, but I, I've been reached out to a lot over the last uh, over the last yeah. month with all this going on. So I'll say I will definitely get back to you in a week. I'm, I put it very high, high on my priority list to uh, get back to everyone that reaches out that's as much as I physically possibly can. So. Well, again, we can't thank you enough. I know, uh, you know, it's tough times for sure, especially being in this industry, which was uh, obviously one of the hardest hits. And uh, and you're in a big urban market, which makes it even more difficult. So you're probably a little bit more on the, the recovery train. But uh, we're thinking about you. And again, just all the all the positive vibes that you do and the actual things that you do in writing checks and helping out other people, that that's all going to come back to you. And, uh, you know, we just think the world of you and, and we can't thank you enough for spending some time with us today. Awesome, guys. I, I'm going to be uh, such a pleasure and I'm going to be uh, prouder to, to be asked to be on the show, man. Awesome. awesome. Well, we'll keep an eye on you, man. And uh, we're looking forward to, to seeing your journey as you come back and crush things. So we appreciate it, buddy. Likewise. We'll thanks, talk to you bro. soon. Thanks, guys. You rock on. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we both used to be exclusively represented by Kepler speakers. But now it's just me. Brant is on his own. So to hire Brant, good luck getting a hold of him. For me or both of us, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock on! Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.